All right, so I know if I start off with a title of financial statements, it probably doesn't invoke a lot of excitement and pure emotion and just can't wait to dive in, but it is an important topic. It's kind of one of those situations where if you take medical equipment maintenance, for instance, you might be able to technically repair and maintain and support equipment without necessarily knowing all the clinical uses that a provider or um, a user of those devices might have. But it's always more helpful to understand the broader scope and how the clinical use applies to the work that you do on the equipment. And it may give you some additional insight in order to be a little bit more effective in your role of supporting the technology. So financial statements is kind of one of those concepts that's similar to that in the sense that you can manage medical equipment finances maybe without some of the definitions and some of the nuances of financial statements and some of these accounting concepts, but having that foundation and having that base knowledge can help you be a little bit more effective in some of your planning and your assessment of financial aspects of medical equipment. So financial statements, there's a whole variety of financial statements. Some say there's three primary, some say five, some say more than that. And then the truth is there's various flavors of all these different financial statements. In order to simplify things, we'll primarily talk about three statements. And like I said, there's different flavors of these statements and there's a couple others that we'll mention. But in general, financial statements are an opportunity or a tool in order to get a big picture idea of the financial status of either an organization or an area within an organization. So these financial statements are able to communicate some sort of financial status, whether it's at a point in time or whether it's over a period of time. And why does this become important? It's sometimes the identity that's given to an organization from certain perspectives. I'll give you some examples. If an organization is looking at some investors, the investors will rate that organization based on their financial status and their financial health. What they'll do is they'll do a deep dive into their finances, but ultimately they're looking at where is that financial position, and that can affect interest rates and bond ratings and, and just kind of the overall perspective of an organization's health and value. Those bond ratings and those interest rates, the availability and access to cash based on your financial strength as an organization has a direct impact on your capital budget, which is your investment budget. So it all kind of ties together. So understanding some of these statements can give you that big picture perspective and see how these investors and lenders are looking at your organization to determine the risk and the availability of providing you access to cash. Similar, if you're looking at a partnership, so as a healthcare organization, you may be looking at partnering up with another organization. There may be some mergers and acquisitions. In that context, they will also be doing a similar kind of analysis, maybe looking at different aspects of the organization. But one of the pieces that falls into this is kind of this financial status and this financial health which the roll-up of that can be found in these financial statements. And these partners will be looking closely because they want to see, is there any risk in this commitment? Are they confident that their partnership will be able to withhold and withstand a commitment? Will it stay stable? 
So is there any financial risk to that organization and to that partnership? So another stakeholder that is interested in the financial status and the financial health of an organization would be the staff, the employees of that organization, or potentially future employees of that organization. They want to see that the financial status of that organization demonstrates that there is some security there. If you're going into an organization, you want to know that they have financial health, whether that means sustainability of their revenues, the money coming into the organization, or they're running a lean operation, so they're efficient with the way that they use their money, or that they have enough investment or savings available that they can weather through tougher financial times. So from an employee perspective, they're going to want to know that the financial status of an organization is healthy as well, especially if they're considering becoming an employee of that organization. That health of the organization can have a direct impact on things like work-life balance. If an organization is really hurting financially, they're going to stretch their labor the best that they can and stretch their resources the best that they can to get through that tough time, which can have a direct impact on work-life balance. As I mentioned, the kind of the security and the, the stability of the organization, so job security is a big piece of it. And then also knowing that an organization is financially stable can imply that that organization is going to be competitive with the market as far as compensation and benefits and whatnot. So from an organization perspective, you can kind of see where financial status and financial statements become important because it, it kind of paints a picture of the status and the identity from a financial perspective um, to the potential stakeholders. From a medical equipment perspective, you'll start to see how some of this all fits together. Things that you'll see in these financial statements, such as margin or cash flow, you'll, you'll start to see how medical equipment falls in or fits into these or impacts these or is impacted by these various statements. So we're going to start with three statements. These are what I would say would probably be the most kind of basic and applicable for the sake of our discussion. First one's called a balance sheet. The second one is an income statement. And then the last one we're going to look at is a cash flow statement. So let's start with the income statement. Hi, sweetie. Hi, daddy. How did your lemonade stand go today? Pretty good. Thanks for asking. I sold 60 glasses at 50 cents each. So you made like $30? Not really. $30 is just my sales revenue. Did you just say sales revenue? The real measure of success is my net income. Oh, really? Yep. It may be easier if you look at my income statement. You made an income statement. You see, the top shows my sales revenue which was $30. From that I subtract my costs of goods sold which includes 6 packets of lemonade mix at $1 per packet plus 60 plastic cups at 5 cents per cup. I see. That gives me a gross profit of $21. Then, I subtract my operating expenses of $4 which covers the $1 mom is charging me to rent the pitcher and spoon and the cost of 6 pitchers of water and ice at 50 cents per pitcher. That gives me an operating profit of $17. You have to rent your pitcher? From that I need to subtract off the interest expense of my business loan, which I am fortunate that mom graciously provided me a no interest loan. So my net income is $17. So a couple other names that you may run across for income statement is 
earnings statement or a profit loss statement. Sometimes people will, rather than saying profit loss, they'll say P&L. But this is a financial statement that displays the company's revenues and its expenses over a period of time. So the money coming in and the money going out over a period of time. And that period can be monthly, quarterly, every three months, uh, yearly. It could be year to date, meaning from the beginning of the year until this point. The income statement is defined over a period of time. So this is an important financial statement in the sense that it represents the operating results of that entity. So the, really the main components are the revenue, the expenses, and the profit or loss. So it's similar to how you, you have a basic accounting equation, which is your assets equal your equity plus your liabilities. There's a simple equation that you can think of regarding an income statement is your profit or loss is your revenues minus your expenses. So really what this statement is doing is trying to demonstrate what makes up that simple equation. So the first piece is revenue. Sometimes revenue will be referred to as sales or sales revenue. Uh, could just be called revenue, could be called income. There's different terminology for it and then there's differences within those various terminology. So basically what you need to understand is that you got money coming in and we're gonna refer to that as revenue. And then you have your expenses. And specifically we're talking about operational expenses. Cause remember this is your results or your performance from a normal operating expense, not to be confused with some of the capital investment expenses that wouldn't be part of your normal operating budget. So if you capture that revenue and you know the expenses, the difference is your profit, assuming that it's a positive number. If it's a negative number, that means that you're losing money. So you'd consider that a loss. So a simple income statement is basically just showing that equation. It may have a title up to the top. It's gonna to have to have, and this is important for income statements, it's gonna to have to have the period of time defined. So a start date and an ending date. It can't just have one date saying this is the income statement. It has to be over a period of time because this is, remember, measuring your performance over a period of time. It's not a snapshot of the status of your organization. It is a measure over a period of time. So it'll have a, a title. Typically it'll have a period defined by either dates or it might say quarter one or quarter two or fiscal year, but it'll have that period of time defined. It'll list, it could be as simple as just a line for each. It could put sales or revenue and then it could have expenses and then underneath it could say profit or loss and it's just a simple equation. So now let's move on to the balance sheet. That's really amazing. So your business is worth $17. You should be so proud. Not quite, Dad. You aren't proud. No, I am proud. But my business is not worth $17. It's actually worth $51. See, look at my balance sheet. You have a balance sheet. I currently have exactly $29 in my Unikitty purse. Unikitty? 
It's a kitty with a unicorn horn. Now stay focused. Okay, okay. I have $29 in cash, but you and mom owe me $3 for the six glasses of lemonade that you both consumed at 50 cents per glass. Actually, I'm pretty sure you had five glasses and mom had one but you and mom can work out the payment. Either way that is $3 accounts receivable. There is also value in the stuff I own for my business such as $3 for my poster board and markers, $8 for my table and chairs, got a good deal at a rummage sale, and $2 for my uni kitty coin purse. So? So, my assets are $29 cash, $3 accounts receivable, and $13 in fixed assets totaling $51. It's that simple, huh? And, on the bottom of my balance sheet you will find that I owe AKA accounts payable, $4 for my pitcher rent, spoon, water and ice, plus, the $30 no interest small business loan I got from mom. If you add my $4 accounts payable and the $30 loan to my $17 retained earnings from today's sale, you get $51, which equals the $51 I got for total assets. Therefore, my balance sheet is balanced. So the balance sheet, one of the primary differences that you'll realize from a balance sheet versus an income statement is the balance sheet is a status report at a particular point in time. So whereas the income statement is a measure over a period of time, you have to have a start and an end and here's that performance over that period of time. A balance sheet is, here is our status right now. On a balance sheet, you would have something to the effect of for the year ending, and then you'd give the date, or for the period ending. It's saying, as of this point in time right now, here is the current status of our organization. So what is that status? How is that displayed? Back to the concept of the basic accounting equation, which again is assets equal equity plus the liabilities. So this statement really demonstrates this basic equation. Now there's a lot of other terms that are kind of woven into this equation, but in general that is what this balance sheet is trying to show. And this gives you an overall status picture of what value that business has. So what equity you have, what are your outstanding liabilities, and what are the assets of your organization. In general, assets show what is your organization in control of. What things, whether it's physical things or money, does your organization have control over. The equity piece of it shows what value does your business have, what amount of ownership do you have of those things. And the liabilities says, okay, what debt or what does your business owe? So you might have control over that asset, but you might owe some of that value to uh, an external resource. So this gives you a big picture of the, the health of your organization. There is what's referred to as the basic balance sheet, which is essentially just some way of describing that very basic equation. Uh, more likely what you would see is what's referred to as a complex balance sheet, and that has a little bit more detail involved. This complex balance sheet will typically have its first section and it'll outline or detail out some of the major categories of what's considered an asset for your organization. Things such as, and we won't get into the definitions right now, but it may just list cash, because obviously cash is an asset. It may say gross accounts receivable, so like what people owe you. It may say something like 
net fixed assets. So maybe that's property or it's equipment, that type of thing. So essentially it's, it's detailing out what constitutes and what makes up the value of the assets of your organization. And then the next section down typically would be the same kind of detail explaining what your liabilities are. So that would go into some, some way of describing your debt or what you owe or the accounts payable, so what you have to pay to other entities or other organizations, and that would calculate out to your, your current liabilities. The last piece, and if you're thinking through the accounting equation, you can uh, imagine, so the last piece would be that equity. And that equity would be also broken down into various components such as common stock or retained earnings, and then you would get a total of what that equity is. And then within that balance sheet, you would take your liabilities and you would take your equity and you would have a final line on the statement that said total liabilities and equity. So it's adding those two numbers together. And if you think through that accounting equation then, that total liabilities and equity should equal whatever the total is that you got for your assets section of the statement. So the total assets should equal the total liabilities and equity. And so those two numbers need to be balanced. So you can see where the term balance sheet comes from. It's showing the balance of your organization. All right. All right, I think I'm catching on. Your lemonade stand produced a net income of $17 on total sales revenue of $30. However, some of this revenue was not actually collected and some expenses not paid. The $3 in credit sales to mom and dad which we will pay for at a later date. The $4 operating expenses which still has to be paid. These two items are shown on the balance sheet as accounts receivable. $3 from mom and dad and accounts payable, $4 for operating expenses. But, neither the balance sheet, nor the income statement show the real-time flow of cash in and out of your business. You got it dad, there's hope for you yet. To see this information, we need to look at a cash flow statement. Of course you have an answer. It's simple, I collected $27 from customers, plus my $30 no strings attached loan from mom which gave me a total cash inflow of $57, then I purchased the lemonade mix for $10, bought my fixed assets for $13, as noted on my balance sheet, plus plastic cups for $5, which gives me a cash outflow of $28, the cash in, $57, minus the cash out, $28 gives me a net cash flow of $29, which you can find online one of my balance sheet. So the next statement we're going to talk about is the cash flow statement. But before I get into cash flow statement, I'm going to take a step back and just describe something for you. Both with the balance sheet and the income statement, those are roll-ups of what's documented through the general ledger and what's in your accounting documentation. Oftentimes, some of the transactions that are documented in that general ledger aren't necessarily always the exchange of cash. It could be just, you know, maybe you acquire an asset but you owe money on it so you didn't exchange cash but you exchange ownership so that'll show up in your accounting in a certain way possibly you may have sold something or billed a patient for something and you haven't received that funding yet 
So those entries would go into your accounting general ledger as transactions, but it's not necessarily that they exchange funds. So when you look at things like an income statement or a balance sheet, it doesn't always exactly demonstrate or show you what the actual cash flow is. And that's really what the cash flow statement shows you. The cash flow statement will actually demonstrate what are the actual exchanges of funds that are going on. So here's an example that might help illustrate this concept a little bit. So say you provide service for a piece of medical equipment. Uh, a ventilator breaks and you have to provide repair services. So you identify the issue, you say, okay, I need to repair or I need to replace this part. So you order the part and then you replace the part and the system is back up and running. So you haven't actually paid for it yet because the invoice will arrive and then you will pay for that item. Now, if you're looking at a report that shows what's your spend during a certain month. Now, the question is, if that repair happened during that month, but you haven't paid for it yet, do you count that in this report that you're showing to demonstrate how much you've spent? And the answer is, you could do it either way. You just have to be very clear as to what it is you're capturing. So you could develop a report for a month that shows, here's how much I either spent, so actual cash transactions, or you could say, here's how much I committed to. So not how much I actually paid out, but how much I committed to. And there are benefits to doing it either way. But the important piece of it is, depending on how you look at those numbers, they could look very different. So that's where a cash flow statement becomes important because a cash flow statement actually shows the flow of cash in and out of an organization, the actual cash, not the commitment and not the debt, but the actual cash. So another example to think about is if you have a simple cash flow statement, money coming in could be revenue that comes from sales or from your customers. However, you can also bring cash into your organization by taking out a loan. So if you take out a loan, that's money coming in. So from a cash flow perspective, you would count that as money coming into your organization. But you know, behind the scenes and within your accounting framework, you have to document that that money coming in is actually a liability also because you have to pay that money back. So that's the money coming into the organization, but then there's also money going out of the organization. A basic cash flow statement would have, for example, on top would list a few line items that say, here's what adds up to my cash coming into the organization. And then you'd have another section that would line item a couple components that, that detail out, here's what cash is flowing out of my organization. And then you would have a basic equation that would say, okay, what's my net cash flow, which basically means my cash coming in minus the cash going out. And, you know, ideally, hopefully you are coming out in a positive number, but that's not always the case. But that's the basic concept of a cash flow statement. At the bottom of the income statement, you're going to end up with a net income. So that is the, the money coming into your organization. And then current equity plus your net income, which is increasing your equity, would show up on your balance sheet. Because remember, the balance sheet shows your assets equal your liabilities plus your equity. That equity would then flow or show up on your balance sheet. And then if you look at a statement of cash flows, those cash flows would show up in the asset section of your balance sheet. 
because that, remember, cash is an asset. You can begin to see, and it's easier if you look at a diagram or if you look at some examples, these statements tie together and how each of them gives you a little different perspective of what is going on in an organization. I think you got the hang of this business thing. I am so proud of your passion for lemonade and fundamental financial statements. You are running a serious operation here. But my most important question is are you having fun? Oh, I am having a blast. That's great to hear, sweetie. Remember you and mom owe me $3, not to pressure you. Pay me when you can. As soon as you can.